0: So without further ado, let's begin. Hey there, guys.
1: I hope your day is going okay. I hope it's going fine. I hope it's a fine day. <laughs> doesn't have to be great, but, you know, let's call it on the plus side as opposed to the negative side <laughs> before we move into this. We are reading from Voices of Recovery June 6th. We then find that to deal with our inner turmoil, we have to have a new way of thinking, of acting on life rather than reacting to it. That is from the OA, second edition, page two to three. Sorry, over and it's the Brown book. It seems that all my life had been a series of reactions from fear, anger, or resentment toward others or situations, or from my own negativity or shame. To deal with my despair and inner turmoil, I had to stop blaming life and find a new way of thinking. With help from the OA program and my higher power, I learned that I can accept others as they are. I learned that I am not a victim to life. I can care for and be responsible for myself and my thinking. I can consciously choose positive thoughts and decisions that enable me to act on life one day at a time. Anytime that my food obsession returns, it is a sign for me that I need to look at my reactions to people and things. I need to willingly take responsibility for my part and for my happiness. I need to own my own power to take action. Today, I follow the 12 steps and act on life. Yes, this is a program of action, action, and more action. And something that I've kind of come to determine on my own is that. It's almost like, like we are meant to, to, to love in every moment, to, to allow ourselves to be loved and to love you know, others, God and ourselves, our higher power and ourselves. And that takes action. And so if you think about it, if you're feeling stuck and stagnant, chances are there's an absence of love that you're feeling, which is why that those places are so like yucky and uncomfortable because love requires action because love going to get a little theological on you here is is an exchange and if you think of you know i'm i'm catholic i don't hide that and so our you know i believe in god and and for us god is is the trinity and that's three persons in one and what it is is a perpetual exchange of love it's constantly this this back and forth of Loving and being loved, and allowing yourself to be loved—that's why we call we say God is love. My higher power is love. It's this perpetual exchange. It doesn't sit. It doesn't rest. It's constantly pouring itself out and being poured into. So love to me is action. So where where something is inactive, it's like spiritually dead because love is action. Okay, all right. You know, I put on my little philosopher hat. Back we go. It seems that all my life had been a series of reactions from fear, anger, or resentment toward others or situations or from my own negativity or shame. And I think this is where I kind of like used, not intentionally, but like I did my fourth step wrong. (laughs) Like I feel like so many times because in the fourth step, we're supposed to list where we have like resentment toward persons, places, things, institutions, right? Um and i listed my anger my resentment towards these things but i had a lot of trouble finding my part and and i know that you're supposed to if you got your know, mr brown in the big book you, where how does that affect me there's that column how does that affect you well, it, it protects my or it affects my um my finances it it affects my my sexual life it affects my own sense of safety you know and I think what I needed to dig deeper into recovery and in my own like spiritual healing is not just to name what it affects. And by the way, I know there are lots of ways of doing a fourth step and I do not know them all by any means. So take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. If you found a better way, it does not mean that there's not a better way available in the steps. Um, but I'm saying that the way I did it, I didn't really dig down to the root because I didn't identify my part in it or like not to say that I'm the reason why this institution upset me but why the heck am I still hanging on to it and harboring all this anger so it's like that's where coaching came in and continues to come in it's like okay I see that you're angry and I'm not telling you you shouldn't be angry and I'm not saying what they did wasn't wrong or hard or hurtful or anything like that But let's talk about this anger that you have and how it's serving you or perhaps how it's making you sick, spiritually sick. They say in the big book, resentment is what the number one offender. Um, and, And really, truly, that is, you know, resentment is unforgiveness. And that is the greatest block to the spiritual life, which I know I've said. And that's why we have to look out for these things. We have to constantly be doing a step 10. Because when these things come up, it can be like a little cancer to our soul and to our recovery. And so these things where life had been a series of reactions and we're, we're looking through, we're kind of doing our fourth step or we're doing a mini fourth step in our step 10. And we're noticing that we have fear, anger, or resentment towards others or situations or from my own negativity or shame. What, what I have come to learn how to do is to sit down with that anger. To sit down with that resentment or that shame. And first off, get to know it. Because it doesn't help me any to be like, to bury it or try to pretend it's not there. You know, we hear it described as like a beach ball. It shoots out the other side. You're like, I'm not angry. I'm not angry. Poop. Oh, shoot. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to hit you over there. <laughs> and it's because all of a sudden, like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then I like lose my temper at something for some random thing and it, someone for some random thing. And it's just like taking everybody off guard. And you're like, oh, that's. That's what an unprocessed emotion does. I am so sorry. Can I get you some ice? (laughs) You know, we try to bury it, we try to hold it under the water and it shoots out sideways. So we have to sit down with our anger, with our fear, with our resentment, and we can process it. And that's something that's so helpful for me with coaching. I get to process emotions, my emotions, with a coach, with someone. And then, first off, often it won't go to despair because I've I've stopped it in its tracks by calling it by name, by calling it out which we talked about with fear a couple episodes ago, and then sitting down with it at the table and and understanding how it's affecting me like physically and then where it's taking my thoughts and then I get to decide once I've laid all this out on the table and decided and seen how it's affecting me, I get to choose. Do I want to continue these thoughts that are leading to this anger and resentment. Or can I get to a place of forgiveness? Because I think that's really what the fourth step is calling us to. And I I didn't get there in the steps. And so, I don't know. The steps are beautiful and amazing. And I think, you know, God inspired and led But I will say that I know it it, kind of brought me to like a heart posture of forgiveness with a lot of things and helped me put a lot of things to bed. But I challenge you, if you're feeling stuck in the steps, it may be from a lack of forgiveness in your heart toward yourself, toward other people, places and things or toward your higher power. And I think for those of us who got stuck in our step work or are stuck, I think perhaps that maybe one of the biggest things, you know, weighing us down and dragging us back in the steps is this unforgiveness in our heart. And for any of you who are struggling, who have done a fourth step, and you still have that list of resentments, and fears, and all those things that you listed, I would go back to it. And if you want to do this with coaching, awesome. If you want to, um, like working through the thoughts and stuff and processing the emotions around those fears and anger, is great. But on your own, or with your sponsor, I would, I would go through each one and either forgive. And they do talk about that, actually, having the um. If I'm still resentful, like trying to treat them like a sick friend. But I would go through every single one the resentment prayer. So yes, the big book touches on this. It just doesn't call it forgiveness. But I'm I'm pulling you a step further and I'm challenging you to literally say the words out loud, you know, with the help of your higher power to either forgive these person, places, or things, um, to forgive yourself. Or to forgive yourself for the anger and fear and resentment that you've been holding on to. And then to give that to your higher power. To step three. To turn it over and let it go. And so either to forgive or to pray for the willingness to forgive. Or to pray for the willingness to want to forgive. And to do that every day. Every day. If you are stuck in the steps. If you're slipping and sliding in your abstinence or recovery. I bet, I bet this is a big chunk of it, is this unforgiveness in your heart. And the only thing that we can do, because this is a hard ingrained habit, this unforgiveness. I'm speaking from experience here. This is a hard habit to, to notice. It's a hard habit, even after you've noticed it, to stop doing it. And it's almost a default. My body's learned it so quickly, my mind you know, shifts gears into this so quickly. I, I often can't catch it. And then I just see it and I'm like, wait, how do you get here? Okay. And then I have, and then, you know, it slipped in through the back door because I unlocked it. And then it takes me weeks and weeks of praying and forgiving and asking for help and turning it over and letting it go. And let's face it, there's some stuff I've been working on for years that I'm still trying to work through and forgive and let go and turn over. And part of that's because I don't do this every day and I'm encouraging it because I know it's necessary. And I want to do it every day, but sometimes I forget and it's just not as much of a habit yet. And so every day to um to do this or to pick one and to do that one for, you know, a month or less if it's really gone. But to give it a month to to like be relieved, to be transformed, to be truly handed over. And then if it's not, you just hand it over to God and just say, okay, I'm not, I'm still not in a place of forgiveness, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna put it on your little bulletin board over there with a thumbtack, and I'm gonna go to this next thing because I don't want to stay here forever. Um, because that's not good either. Um, so anyway, I challenge you to either find your old fourth step and pull it out and to work through each one of those angers or resentments or fears to get to the point of forgiveness. And if you're not there, to pray for forgiveness and to use that resentment prayer that's in the big book. And then do that. Do that and get back to me in six months and tell me if you've moved forward in your step work as a result of coming to a place of forgiveness, of praying for the willingness to forgive of asking your higher power to relieve you of that resentment that you're powerless over at the moment because you've abdicated your free will because it's become a bad habit that is now tying you down and keeping you stuck. And now you get to do the hard but happy work of untethering yourself and asking for the grace from your higher power to do it all along the way. All right. With that, I pass. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you feel that Mindset Coaching could help you on your 12-step journey, please feel free to reach out and find me at catholicmindsetcoaching.com. But more than that, it's important to me to give listeners like yourself a place where you do not need to feel alone on your 12-step journey. And for that reason, I've created a Facebook group. It's called Grateful Blessed Mess. And it's a place where listeners can go to add their own commentary on the share for the day in addition to my own. And for us just to have a conversation